The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Monday morning. And we are glad you're with us as we take time to examine the Word of God together. We hope you had a great day with us in church yesterday morning and then a a rest time last night. We really hope it was a good time with your family. I know we had a great time. I had a great time with my family, enjoying that time. And then just a great day in worship yesterday. And uh, we're back this week as we continue in the Word of God. And I really hope that this is encouragement today. Turn to Psalm 139, 139. Uh, We're going to finish up the chapter 139, and we're going to look at two things. One thing is about how God views us. The second thing is simply how do we view sin. And they're both coming from David's thoughts, and I think there's some great truths here. And Excuse me, I think a lot of times what we can do is we can look at one thought or one verse, and we can kind of run with it and that's not necessarily wrong but it's there is some great depth and there's some great understanding when we can take that verse and expand beyond and look at the context why did david say what he did what does that verse mean in the context of which it was written so we're going to do that today we're going to start with a thought that i think is absolutely powerful if you've ever been in a scenario in your life where uh, either someone said this to you, um, it could have been a person who wasn't doing a good job preaching, it could have been the world, it could have been Satan. Honestly, generally, I think a lot of times we create this own thought in our own minds uh, for numerous reasons, for, for multiple reasons. But what I look at is this thought is that when God looks down on us, he's angry, he's disgusted, he's disappointed, whatever term you want to use. And I think at some point, your human mind at some point looks at it that way. And I, I will say this, if you truly believe in the holiness of God and desire to honor him, that thought can be there. If you go too far to the other side, it doesn't matter what God thinks, and we've gone way too far. Some people take the grace of God so far to where it doesn't matter what we do. And, you know, and the Bible says we're sin abound, grace abounds even more. But then it also tells us to not use sin as a license, to use grace as a license to sin. So let's look at the two thoughts, just from David's perspective. Again, I love looking into the heart of David as he looks at two different thoughts. So Psalm chapter 139, um, let's see here, verse 17, 139 verse 17, this first thought is this. David said, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Did you catch this? How precious, David said, how precious is God's thought to him. So here's the idea. We talk about our thoughts to God, how much we love God and what we think about in the year of worshiping God. But David here in this passage simply states, how precious are God's thoughts to me? Honestly, we, we could spend the rest of the time just thinking, considering that thought, what it means to think of an almighty God. Now, please understand a couple of reasons why this is so much more powerful than just, okay, God knows me. God knows me. God knows my thoughts. God knows my fears. God knows the things about me that no one else knows about, that I hope no one else finds out about. He knows me. God knows what I would do, not inhibited. All the bad, if you want to put it that way. And in knowing all that, we talked the other day that God knows what I'm going to do before I even consider doing it. He knows my heart. He knows the good, the bad, the struggle. And so when you think about this, we get this idea that if somebody really knew us, the way we did or the way we hope no one ever does, they wouldn't like us. And yet in this passage, David says, how precious are God's thoughts to me. He knows me better than anybody in the world, and yet his thoughts are too precious. We get an understanding of the great unconditional love of God. We get the understanding that it's just a a proper biblical view of God. 
And I hope that that, hope, hope that encourages you because if we see, if we view God wrong and how he views us wrong, we don't understand this, we can easily beat ourselves up. Now, please understand, this, this is not one of those, well, God loves me no matter what, I can move on. Please understand, he's a holy God, he hates sin, he put his son on the cross for sin. So please understand that part. But having said that, don't let the fact that we battle with sin be the thing that keeps us falling back into sin. Well, I've already sinned. I've already done this. No big deal. Move on. His love for us is powerful, unconditional, and it shouldn't give us free. It should drive us. It shouldn't give us freedom to live a wrong life, and I don't think it will. The more we embrace and understand the love of God, the more it will drive us closer to a sweet relationship with Him. Verse 18, he's talking about the thoughts of God towards Himself. If I should count them, they are more number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with the, think about this, his thoughts of me are greater than the sand of the sea. He goes, when I go to bed and wake up and all the time, my thoughts are still with God. He's literally talking about the idea when you, you fall in love with somebody, you go to bed thinking about them, you wake up thinking about them. You're just infatuated with this person. This is what he says God thinks about us. Verse 19, surely, okay, then he goes on to something. I was going to finish this and we'll go to our second thought. What a powerful truth to think that while I think of God and while I love God, to get an understanding from David's perspective of how much God loves me, that should be a massive encouragement. That should be a help. You know, he knows my past. He knows my good, my bad, my failures, my successes. He loves me. Why? He created me. He died for me. If you're, he's purchased me, and it doesn't mean I've always accepted that gift. All these different things, though, that's what he's done for me because he loves me. God, and unlike the human nature, God doesn't look at me and love me because I'm lovable. God doesn't look at me and love me because I did what I was supposed to. God looked at me and loved me because he loves me, because he is love. That's the love that I need to embrace from God. And then when I embrace that love for God, then I can offer that same love where humanly I cannot. So we talk about God's view of us in love for us. But let's look down at a second thought when he talks about his view of sin. Verse 6, 19, Surely that will slay the wicked, O God. Depart from thee, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies, they take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord. Uh, hey, um, o Lord, I hate thee that hate thee, and am not I grieved at those that rise up against thee. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. So he talks about these, and he just the people who do wrong, the people who blaspheme God and all this, and he says, I absolutely hate them. But then he asks, you know, first of all, he keeps saying, how do I hate thee? Do I do not I hate thee? He's, he's asking this question, like, so it's a rhetorical question. Lord, you understand how much I hate them. Then listen to the next two verses. Verse 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So if he was so clear in these verses about why he hated it, then he goes, God, will you search my heart? He's not saying, I hate these evil people. God, please help me to see that I'm never like them. Here's what I believe is being said here. When he says, do not I hate thee all these, he honestly believes he is, but he says, God, I think sometimes that I hate the ways of the wrong. I think sometimes that I love you and I hate the sin and all these things and I really want to do right. I really believe that. He said, but I make every once in a while wonder, do I really hate them? Do I really hate them like I should? Because there's parts of me that want to do some of those things. There's parts of me that still desire to do wrong and that flesh and it still battles me. He said, Lord, I, I hate these things, but I ask, do I really? So do I really hate sin like I, like I should? And he says, so Lord, search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. And then, because if you find all that, lead me in the way everlasting. God, do a search of my heart. I don't want to be that. 
There's part of me that kind of leans that way, and I don't want that. So, Lord, search my heart. Try me. I'm, I'm not looking for God to beat me down. I'm looking for God to help me to see the things that are, that are pulling me down, leading me in the wrong way. Lord, help me. Lead me in the right direction. And then, Lord, when you find those things, lead me in the way everlasting. Lord, when you see those things in my life that are only hurting me, help me to see how I can get away from them. What a powerful truth. The proper view of sin is, one, I should hate it. But in those days that I don't, Lord, give me grace to, to learn that I don't. Let me see myself and let me be honest and then, Lord, see you in all of that. The more we allow, the more we recognize how much God loves us and views us, then what happens is we give him more freedom to examine our heart because he's not, he's not like what we view sometimes in the human world, people waiting for us to mess up so they can get on our case. He's a loving God. So when he views us a certain way, we know he views us and he knows he's not going to, he loves us no matter what. So therefore, we're allowing him to examine our heart because it's not like, oh, you found the worst thing, you're never going to talk to me again. You examine my heart so that through your love, you can help me to become better and more like you. These two section thoughts come together in that idea. If we understand how much, see, Satan wants, let me rephrase that, Satan wants us to believe so badly that God hates us or God is evil that we will never really let him in. He's in, but we won't think he is. But if we can view God appropriately, then we can view his searching of our heart appropriately. And boy, the, the purity and the freedom that can come from allowing a loving God to help us to see who we are and move forward. Very different than the world. The cleansing, powerful, equipping power of that is life-changing. Well, again, thank you for joining us this morning on this Monday morning. I greatly appreciate the privilege to be able to teach, to be able to teach the Word of God. I love that, and I'm grateful that you just take a few minutes out of your day to let me be part of your day. And I hope it's a help. I really do. I hope it's an encouragement as we look at this. And I hope today we were just strengthened by God's love, God's help, and his desire to grow me to be better into what he wants me to be and realizing I don't have to do it in my own power. We appreciate the chance to be part of your day. We hope it's a help. And we hope you join us again tomorrow.